morning and welcome to Tobin Talks. I am your host, Tino Hove, and today we're going to be talking to Joyce Namwira um, about trauma-informed research and approaches to um, sexual violence. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. So Joyce, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do and what sparked your interest in this um, topic of study? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, my name is Joyce, and I'm actually an alum from the University of Manitoba. I did my honors BA in women and gender studies, and then I went on to do a master's degree at Oxford in African studies. But other than that, I'm an actor, I'm an advocate, I'm an academic, and I'm someone who's very passionate about human rights. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a pretty long resume. <laughs> so so tell us about your what what got you so you did women and gender studies then went on to do african studies how did those two things come together in this particular topic yeah absolutely so women and gender studies is an interdisciplinary degree because you can apply it in any subject area so when i was studying women and gender studies um I did my honors thesis on racialized experience. I actually wrote it on policing black bodies and I did a socio-historical analysis of the history of policing in the United States mm -hmm. and the ramifications of some of the present day circumstances that we're seeing. So mm -hmm. after I graduated, I always had a desire to research um, a little bit more about my own history. I wanted to understand African perspectives of human rights. So I applied to two different programs. I applied to human rights programs with the goal of studying African perspectives of human rights. And then I also applied to African studies programs with the goal of doing a human rights angle to African studies. Mm, okay. And then, so how did that come into playing in? So let's start off with what is trauma-informed research? Okay. So trauma-informed research is basically um, a body of knowledge that tries to make awareness or acknowledge the fact that people have gone through difficult lived experience and that influences their interaction with research. So mm -hmm. we acknowledge the fact that trauma exists, that people have varying lived experiences, and as a researcher, you try to be conscious of the steps and mechanism you're taking in the research process to make sure that you aren't harming the participants in the research. Mm, okay, okay. So, tell well, I, I'm, I'm interested to learn more about that because it seems like it's very focused on the participant, but hearing traumatizing experiences, especially for people who look like you and, you know, might share similar backgrounds, might affect the researcher as well. Does that take, does it take into account the researcher's um, experience whilst conducting this research and in interviews? Yeah, absolutely. So giving you a little bit of a background on my research specifically and how it ties into trauma-informed practices, um, I studied sexual violence in the context of conflict, and I really wanted to dig deep on the idea of trauma. Trauma as a theory has been widely researched, but I believe that there was a gap between the theoretical perspectives of trauma and some of the localized 
understandings of trauma. So specifically, I went to the Congo, the DR Congo, mm-hmm. to do three weeks of field work. And as I was researching, I did my research in Swahili primarily and a little bit of French. And I mm-hmm. recognized that there isn't actually a word for trauma in Swahili. So given mm-hmm. that word doesn't exist in Swahili, how do people in Eastern Congo, specifically women who have survived sexual violence, how do they make meaning of their traumatic um, experiences? How do they understand? How do they cope? How do they recover Mm -hmm. after something so brutal? And Mm -hmm. so as I was looking at that, I thought that, you know, trauma as a universal theory isn't the best way um, to, to understand. We actually need to look at more localized, um, culturally specific understandings of how people, um, you know, understand pain, understand harm, um, and how they recover after that. So when I look at trauma, um, my research specifically focused on participants, um, how women you know, made meaning after sexual assault. But I also recognize that there was an aspect of that I had to consider myself as a researcher. So even before going into field, um, before doing the research, I had to take a course on vicarious trauma, which is a very real experience for researchers. The fact that you can be um, placed in a position where you experience secondhand trauma because Mm -hmm. of the stories, because of the things that you're exposed to um, from the people in your research environment. Do you now? I'm very interested in that. Do you feel that that is an aspect that is discussed um, readily in our research right now in universities and on campuses when we are educating um, our students? No, I don't think it's discussed enough. Um, like I mentioned, my background is in gender studies, so feminist research methods actually create a space where we are very, very conscious of our positionality, which means. Um, the the position that you take, the history that you bring into your research, mm-hmm. and also recognizing that um, as researchers, we influence the research and the participants as much as the participants influence our research and ourselves. So within um, gender studies, within feminist research methods, we have a concrete understanding of that. But I think when you look at social science research more broadly, we're still starting to unpack what that means and talk about it a bit more. Yeah, for sure. And that makes sense. What's interesting there, it seems like these are skills that would be pretty helpful, like in general, right? Like let's say you you're in like in the world we live in where people go through a lot of traumatic experiences and they need outlets to express it, right? So for individuals who are in certain relationships, whether it's romantic or physical or um friendship, right? Um, I feel like these are skills that are necessary for when your friend drops a trauma bomb on you, right? Just be like, hey, this is what happened to me. Like, oh, well, now I've got the secondhand trauma, right? So I think this kind of sounds like something that should be educated, not just in terms of research, but in terms of just how to be a better listening human being, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that in terms of like how we create relationships, how we build friendships, we are exposed to many different things. Um, right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of racial tensions uprising. 
um, in and across our country, as well as our neighboring country in the United States. So we are being exposed to a lot of emotionally um, devastating content and we have to be able to learn how to cope and recover from that kind of material for sure what are some skills that you you've implemented in your own research and in your own life when you were dealing with this um that someone might find beneficial if any i think one of the most important ones is having a strong support system so thankfully when I was doing my research in Congo, I was able to go back home with my mom and my sister. And so whenever I would have breaks where I wasn't researching, we'd make sure that we were, you know, spending time with family, having fun, creating a, uh, a, a, a break between when I was in the nitty gritty part of my research and, you know, just enjoying my everyday life. Another thing is um, therapy. Um, therapy is very, very important. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to, to kind of uncover and, and heal and anyone who even feels like they're okay and just needs someone to talk to. I highly recommend them to see a therapist because they're trained to be able to walk you through the process. Mm, mm. No, that makes perfect sense. I think something that that's come up recently that you say that we're being exposed to a lot of um, emotional content recently, right? And mm -hmm. in terms of just just coming back a bit to the research side, so when you research something, you obviously you know produce some form of body of work on it, right? Yeah. And it almost feels like people aren't taking into consideration how it feels to be the person producing this body of work. And I believe um, in your master's, you have to defend your thesis, right? I um, did not have to defend my thesis. I oh, just had okay. to write it and submit it. Oh, that's, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the, we're, we're kind of where I was going with that is I feel that we don't have enough conversations about what it's like to be educating people on traumatic experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've, now I'll give you an example. It is a simple example with, with uh, what's happening, what's just happened in the United States where you had um, individuals storm um, Capitol Hill and you had that BLM group coming out and saying, hey, that, was, that wasn't, we weren't treated with the same uh, quote unquote decorum, right? And you get backlash for them saying this, like, oh, so do you want them to shoot these other people too, right? So conversations like that where we're not taking into consideration what it must feel like to be a participant in the trauma trying to give out information about the trauma. Does that make sense at all? Um, somewhat. I think I would challenge that in the sense that mm. um, it's not always that we're educating people mm -hmm. um, of our trauma. Mm -hmm. But we have to recognize that people experience trauma in very different ways. And if your trauma is different than someone else's trauma, it doesn't diminish their experience mm -hmm. or diminish your personal experience. We just have to come to a point of understanding and how we share different experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that does make sense. That does make sense. Um, so I, I felt that... Uh, and another thing we wanted to to cover was what what shifts have you been seeing in that trend of how how we are researching traumatic events um, so far, just educationally, if any. 
I mean, I'm still, you know, just making my break into academia. I just finished a master's. Maybe someday I'll do a PhD. But I would say that um, if I can, if I can talk specifically about African studies, mm-hmm. um, we are doing a lot of work to kind of combat uh, a long history of Eurocentric perspectives on Africa. Mm. Um, a lot of African scholars have uh, produced like a really good body of knowledge on African focused perspective of Africa. Mm. And I think when it comes to research, um, especially when I was writing like my ethics application and my literature review, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that when you do research, you become responsible for the body of knowledge that you put out. So you have to make sure that you are adequately and appropriately and ethically representing the people who you're researching. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've mentioned Afrocentric research, research, right? Um, why, yes. is, why is that important or different from other research? What's the difference between an Afrocentric approach to a Eurocentric approach? What's the impact of that? Um, okay, so basically what that means is if you're studying Africa, you mm-hmm. want to be able to use African people as experts, African stories as a foundation, African worldviews as your inspiration to build your research. Um, For a long time in the past, um, there was a lot of like European external influences on what was said and produced and researched about Africa. And, Mm -hmm. And the pushback against that has been that Africans are experts and intelligent academics who can speak themselves about their stories mm. so is it is it more and it is it more of who's doing the research or how they're doing the research i think it's both mm. okay so i guess my question is in in what sense so if we're saying that you know africans as experts right then it would just be wouldn't it just be a matter of the person conducting the research leaning more on african individuals you know, providing their information and kind of distilling that rather than who it is who does it? Like, what's what's the impact of who does the research? Um, so, yeah, like I said, it is both. You have, yeah. as an individual, as a researcher, um, I mentioned before that in feminist research methods, we really focus on the the role and influence of positionality. So who you are, what your history is, and what you bring to the research. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to be very intentional about what your goal is, what is your Um, outcome or expected outcome for the research. So for myself, one of the biggest things that was challenging for me as a researcher was the moral dilemma. The Mm. fact that I knew that as a researcher, I was going into a community where I would extrapolate data, I would extrapolate the traumatic stories and experiences of survivors of sexual violence. And in return, there wasn't much that I could give them to fix their situation or make it any better. Mm. So in the end, I got a master's degree. What mm-hmm. did they get? And those are important questions that every researcher should ask. What are you leaving behind? What kind of influence are you leaving behind even after you leave the environment, after your work has been published, mm-hmm. after you've received the accolades and the acknowledgements for creating a body of work, you have to think about the influence that you leave behind. So it is on one part important to know who you are as an individual and the influence that you have, but also who you're selecting as participants and Mm -hmm. why. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You, I think you had mentioned before in our previous conversations about research being a way to help people heal. Mm-hmm. Um, how how does that happen? So how does 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 you does research help people people heal and um, become more whole after the experience? Because I think that's one aspect of what do you leave after, right? So like you get the masters and you get the accolades, but if in conduct research in a way that after you've done this research that people leave feeling more represented that could be a a way to leave something behind so could you tell tell us a little bit about the healing part of research and of researchers yeah and i would say that it all it all comes down to what your intention and your expected outcome of the research is for mm-hmm. me when i went into this project i had the intention of uplifting the survival stories of women who honestly were inspirational. The way that they cope and overcame what they went through was something that deserved to be heard. And the healing aspect of that is, well, you have to create an environment where you make it possible. Um, So, Mm When I was speaking to my um, research participants, mm-hmm. when I was talking about their experience and talking to them about like what what kind of dreams or goals did they have for the future, I saw that some of them wanted to be lawyers, some of them wanted to be teachers, some of them wanted to you know be good mothers to their families, mm-hmm. uh, good community leaders, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were able to rebuild their lives after that for me was just a reminder that extremely resilient and how important it is to highlight stories of resilience so that when we think about when we research when we talk about the congo we are not only talking about the fact that it's one of the rape capitals of the world but the fact that there are women Mm -hmm. specifically congolese women who Mm -hmm. are on the ground surviving and coping and being resilient not only for themselves mm-hmm. but for their communities as well yeah no that that makes sense it seems it seems like you're speaking a little bit to how we paint the picture of our research right that we we can conduct it in a way that victimizes or in a way that empowers right yeah and i think that's really important because especially when it comes to topics surrounding africa a lot of the media attention that comes through is how poor or how um, unfortunate the continent is. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a disempowering narrative, yeah. right? It's a, it's a narrative that brings out the individuals in that state as individuals who are unable to help themselves. So conducting research right. within, with an empathetic view of though the struggles are real, the triumphs are real as well, right? And that gives a holistic, yeah. yeah, that gives a holistic picture of what the African experience is, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like you're speaking to pay, to kind of balancing the scale as to how we, we paint the, the subjects of our research, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, so for me, I think that kind of comes into the impact that research has after, not only on the participants, but on the people who read it, right? So I'll give an example of, say, myself as a Zimbabwean, right? If all the research and all the, the, the information I consume about my, my country is always 
on the economic struggles that we have and the colonial history, it is hard to take pride in where I'm from. So I think maybe sometimes researchers should also look at, like you say, the goal of their research and how they want it to be taken by those who read it as well. So it's kind of like a, a three-part thing in my head, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which, which is pretty cool. Um, we, we've got about uh, five minutes left here on, on the interview. Did you have anything specific that you wanted to leave with us? Um, I just wanted to share that when it comes to research, I think we spend a lot of time, you know, uh, working on putting together a project that will be meaningful. Mm -hmm. But we also have to remember that there is a subjective and emotional impact to research. And mm -hmm. you as a researcher, you have to think through, you know, the influence that you'll create in the environment you're going into, but also the way that you might be impacted as well and make sure mm -hmm. that you have the support system ready to protect and support you mm -hmm. um, make sure you have ways to cope through some of the more challenging aspects for me studying something like sexual violence was a very sensitive topic but i did definitely struggle through coming to terms with the stories that i was hearing and figuring out how i could take that data and turn it into a research paper so Definitely, um, it's a process. It's something that we need to be talking about a lot more, but it is important research, especially as an African Congolese woman myself. These are stories that mm -hmm. that deserve to be heard. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It, it was great having you, and uh, we hope we hope we'll have, we'll have you back to talk a little bit more about kind of the content of your research. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. No problem.